ahead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well, as is I, as we all are, I hope, in this this thing we're all going through. Let future generations figure that one out. Okay, let's see. I got a game Thursday today. Yeah, right on. We're going to do a a little Discord action and see how that goes. Today I wanted to talk about when it doesn't come together as as, as like an adventure. And I'm not talking about at the table. Well, that's a whole separate subject, but I'm talking about in the planning stages, in the prep stages. And we'll talk about that after this. Planning prep. Okay. Uh, as you guys know, I've thrown a lot of stuff at you guys. And hopefully some of it will stick. I mean, you know, I'm always throwing different ways to prep at you that I use sometimes. Sometimes I use something else. It's always, to me, it's always a carousel of what I'm going to use. And what it comes down to is what can I do with the least amount of effort and work. But sometimes, sometimes you just got to sit down and do it whether it comes together or not. I just read in the prep list game master here, quote from Stephen King. He said, amateurs wait for inspiration. The rest of us get to work. And that's what you got to do. I'm having trouble with the convention game right now because it just doesn't seem to hang together. I've got a through line. You know, I've got a plot thread to hang stuff on. But... I have certain problems sometimes with doing these things because sometimes I got too much. Sometimes I got too little. Sometimes I get too much. If I got too little, it's like I have one one or two maybe good scenes in my head for this thing, but I got to flesh the rest of it out. In other times... I got too much. I want to do this. No, let's do that. No, no, no. Look, we're better than this. And I can't make up my mind. This is why I like to bounce ideas off people, that kind of thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to sit down and do it. And you just sit there and just try and bang it out. Get in whatever headspace you can to do this and do it. Now, I've got a game that's all over the place right now. I've got a through line. I've got a plot line. but And I've got encounters. Or rather, you know, there's a difference between encounters or scenes, and concepts of encounters or scenes. Because you can always say, hey, that'd be a neat thing to do that way. But then you got to sit down and decide exactly what you're talking about. Hey, it'd be neat if I could find these goblins in a barn and fight them with all the farm animals and stuff in the way and all this other stuff. You know, that's a good concept. But then you just got to sit down and say, okay, what would that be like? Knowing that it may, it'll probably change, maybe radically, when the players get in there. But at the same time, you've got to get it in your head. You've got to get a picture in your head about it. However you can do that. Whether you need an inspiration from outside, or listening to music, or watching something, or whatever. It's supposed to give you an idea of what it's like. And then you sit down and go, okay, let's plan this out. This, this, and this will happen with the bad guys with the other side. Always, it's if you think of it that way, 
if you think of it that way, of a plot thread, you have a you have a plot thread and plan on the bad guys. Plan on the other side. This will happen unless it's an if then thing. Like you know, programming languages, if then. And the then is always going to be kind of nebulous. So you can plan like maybe two or three if thens, but there may be one out there the players think of that you don't even th- think about. So that's so you got to leave space for that. I, I that's what I do. I let I, when I when I create adventures, I try to leave some space in there, a lot of space in there. Just say all you do is you think of the setup, and if the setup works anyway halfway well, however it works, you go on to the next setup. Think of them as setups that are encounters, things like that. You have a through plot. You have a you have a plot line. You have a plot thread, and like I said, you hang stuff on that plot thread, and you hang an encounter on there and see how it plays out. And if it plays out, however it plays out, you go on to the next thing. Now this may shoot your plot thread off somewhere else, but at the same time, at the end of the day, you've got this ending here. So it's going to end one way or another. And hopefully it'll be a good ending that everybody's going to enjoy. Because you have collaborators, as you know, the players. So you've got to take these pieces and hang them there. And it's just, sometimes it's just hard. I don't know why. I don't want to think of it as writer's block. But it's something you just push through. You push through to it. And then you look at what you have. Okay. You know, and if you have only an hour to prep, you have an hour to prep. Prep it, you know. There's no reason why you can't get done with a few more. Take a few minutes before you run the thing and just look it over once more. You know, just just in general. In general. You don't have to, you can speed read through it, you can glance through it or whatever. And as you're playing it, you've got to keep it in your mind. As you're running it, you've got to keep in your mind what's going to happen on the other side of the screen. And just... Adjust accordingly. This is how you run a game. This is how you prep a game. This is how you run a game. And it, they're they're similar, but they're also different. So I'll leave that. So, but when you're sitting down and actually plotting it out, and I hate to say plot, you know, how I hate to say plot. I say plot thread now, or arc, or framework, because I don't like the the word plot. To me, is like it sounds like stuff set in stone, and it's not set in stone. There may be a few elements set in stone, like what the bad guys are going to do, and it all depends on what the if the heroes are going to do something, then they have the bad guys have to alter their plan, or if they're really stupid or stubborn, they'll keep going with the plan, and just you know, <laughs> heroes will save the day, the bad guys will get routed, whatever. But at the same time, you don't always want to play stupid villains. You can play intelligent villains too. So. What you have, you have to, you have to leave that space in there. You have to leave the breathing room in there. That's where the players fit in. You've got a, you've got a bad guy. You've got a situation. You put those situations up there, and then just present them to the players, and see what happens with role playing and all this other stuff. But you know, sometimes you just got to sit down and just nail your butt to that chair. Uh, whatever you're using, a, a computer or word processor like I do, or a book, a blank book, or p- 
paper and pencil, whatever. Sit down and nail down exactly what you want you, you as a game master, want to do. Never mind what they're going to do. Put down what you're, what what you think the plot should. Put down what you think the plot. This is kind of like this is kind of like advanced game mastering. So it, it, the newbies take you know take this you know it just it's, it's like you know this this is a professional driver at a closed track. Do not try this at home. But at the same time, listen to what I'm saying, and if you can handle it, you can handle it. That's great. Plot out what you want to do in the game. What you want the game to accomplish, what the adventure, the ideal adventure, the ideal way it would go for the villains. Think about that. And then you sit down and look at it and go, okay, if you can look at it and say, okay, at this point there's going to be a problem, at this point there's going to be a problem, at this point there's going to be a problem, and then don't do anything. Just leave it as is. Uh, What I would do is you know, put it out in a series of bullet points and then after you afterwards look at it and then mark the areas where the weak spots are. Just mark them. Just mark them and see what the see what the players do. You know, you may have a very, very, very intelligent villain or NPC or whatever that is really good at plotting and it's gonna be a tight plot. But there's always, I guarantee you, there's always some cracks in it always i mean they say that you know no adventure ever ever survives the ta- the game table the players but at the same time you know the villains got to plan something you know they've got some idea of the way they want their future to work and you just you put that down and then take a red pen and mark okay this is flawed this might not work this is left to chance so but if you're any kind of intelligent villain, they will try and plug those holes. But they can't plug everything. Remember, in uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, Spock said Khan is a two-dimensional thinker. He doesn't allow for something out of the blue. And a lot of the villains are like that because they're vi- they could be either egotistical, single-minded, stubborn, or something like that, or something in between. And the very rare villain that has every contingency planned is not a fun villain. It really isn't. Because they have every contingency planned, and then the players look at you like you're conducting a railroad. You're, if, now, if you're genuinely not, and just like the villain is this way, then I should get rid of the villain. Find another way to do it. Because it does smack a railroading. And the players think whatever they do has no effect on the plan or whatever they're doing or what they're trying to accomplish. What's the point of playing? So, you know, when you sit down, that's what you got to do. And if you can't think of how to fit this all together, like I said, what would you do if you were the bad guy? What would you do if you were, you know, that kind of... Don't think about the players. Forget the, pl- forget the players at this point. What would the bad guy do? Write it down. I like bullet points. So I write down bullet points and go, and then start picking it apart. What's his, What's the worst thing? I mean, it doesn't have to be a villain. It could be a situation. It could be a government. It could be a natural disaster, whatever. You know, because those weak points are where the players are going to fit in. These weak points are, they're going to see this, hopefully. And... 
even if it's just a time thing, even if it's just a, you know, we've got to get through this dungeon and out the other side before this guy sacrifices this girl to this god. There you go. That is that is the weak point. He's not going to expect that. And you have to do it uh, when the, the, the two moons align or something like that. You know, the, he and he re, and the thing is, the villain realizes this, but it's one of those things where they're egotistical, or enough to think, "Oh, that's never going to happen." It's those never going to happen points is where your players are going to focus on. So remember that. All right, I've talked too long, so I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail for me on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. You guys are great. There's a few podcasts I want to recommend out there. Dan Gregg's Young Grognard Podcast is Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear Podcast. And John Allen Larch's The Red Dice Diaries. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.